Welcome to DAC Beechcroft's Lawcast. My name is Rowena McCormack and I'm a partner in the Commercial Litigation Department in our Dublin office. This edition of our podcast is a discussion between Charlotte Burke and David Freeman and focuses on the work of the Data Protection Regulator in Ireland. Welcome to DAC Beechcroft's Lawcast. I am Charlotte Burke and I am an associate in the Commercial Litigation and Cyber and Data Risk Department in our Dublin office. And in this episode, I am talking to David Freeman, uh, an associate on our team, about the work of Ireland's Data Protection Regulator, the Data Protection Commission. And we will be providing you with an overview of their recent work over the last two years. So, David, I think it's safe to say that it's been another very busy year for data protection in Ireland and in particular for Ireland's data protection regulator, the DPC. Yeah, Hi, Charlotte. Yes, uh, that certainly would be uh, correct to say. In its annual report for 2020, which was released in February of 2021, the DPC provided a, an interesting uh, snapshot of its regulatory activities for the previous year. So in addition to conducting and concluding statutory inquiries and levying fines, uh, the DPC significantly increased its output of guidance and launched uh, a number of new projects, including a public consultation in relation to children's personal data. Brexit also continued to be a focus of the DPC's workload as it uh, worked to ensure Irish-based organisations understood the data protection implications of UK becoming a third country for the purposes of data transfers. Uh, And of course, the big story of 2021 for the DPC has to be the infamous WhatsApp fine, uh, which is the second largest fine uh, levied by any regulator under the GDPR to date. Yes, and I think the WhatsApp fine got everyone talking. Um, So for those of you who don't know, in September of 2021, the DPC announced its attention to fine WhatsApp, which is, of course, um, the ever popular Facebook or Meta-owned data messaging service, 225 million. So the DPC's decision came after a three-year investigation focusing on whether WhatsApp was discharging its transparency obligations to users. A preliminary decision was submitted to the DPC, or sorry, by the DPC to other EU um, concerned data authorities in December 2020. And as a result of the regulator's failure to reach a consensus, the European Data Protection Board's dispute resolution process was triggered. So the European Data Protection Board ultimately issued a binding decision requiring the DPC to reassess its proposed fine of 30 million on a number of grounds. And this resulted in the DPC ultimately fining WhatsApp 225 million. Yes, uh, and in response, uh, WhatsApp instituted uh, judicial review proceedings against the DPC, against Ireland and the Attorney General uh, in the High Court last September, uh, claiming that the DPC's decision was unconstitutional and incompatible with the European Convention on Human Rights. And at the same time, they also appealed the fine uh, pursuant to the Data Protection Act. Okay, and do we know uh, what stage these proceedings are at? Yeah, so the the case is uh, it's still in its uh, very early stages and little is known as yet as to the basis for WhatsApp's arguments. Uh, but I think uh, we will all certainly be, be watching with uh, interest uh, as the matter unfolds. For sure. And I think it's probably fair to say that the DPC has been subject to criticism from a few quarters uh, for their perceived soft touch regulation. Yes, I think that certainly is the case. However, 
the DPC has consistently defended its position regarding the the suggestion that it's a li- that it's a light touch regulator, and in its most recent annual report, it did outline in detail the length and breadth of its work and its ongoing statutory inquiries. Uh, it must also be borne in mind that the DPC has a particularly hefty workload as compared with other supervisory authorities when you consider the range of entities uh, and the tech giants that are within its remit. So I think it is fair to say that funding and resourcing had previously been an issue for the DPC. However, that funding has steadily increased year on year, and we certainly would hope that this would go some way towards resolving uh, any resourcing issues uh, within the DPC going forward. Yes, and I believe that uh, funding was increased to, I think it was a 19 million for 2021. And the government certainly announced in its 2022 budget, the funding would increase again by a further 22% for 2022. Um, So that should go some way towards alleviating the funding issues. And then just moving away from fines, um, according to the DPC's most recent annual report, statutory inquiries were a key part of the DPC's work, I believe. Would you mind giving us a quick rundown of what a statutory inquiry involves for those who might not know? Absolutely. Um, So the DPC can initiate an inquiry of its own volition uh, or further to a a complaint it receives. Uh, And inquiries can have as many as 12 stages up to including the imposition of fines and or the exercise by the DPC of one of its many uh, corrective powers, uh, which include the issuing of orders uh, to cease or to suspend uh, data processing. Uh, So as of the 31st of December 2020, the DPC had over 80 live statutory inquiries in in, in being, uh, which include uh, an inquiry into Facebook following the publication by hackers online of the data of approximately 500 million Facebook users. Uh, That's a a story which has uh, been very well publicised. Also, uh, an inquiry into Google's data minimization policies uh, and also an investigation into Tinder's uh, compliance with a number of GDPR provisions, including data subject rights and data subject uh, access requests. And an interesting piece of trivia um, is that the DPC became the first EU data regulator to trigger the European Data Protection Board's complaint resolution mechanism in May of 2020 when uh, concerned supervisory authorities in a number of EU states were unable to reach a consensus on what sanctions to impose on Twitter following the DPC's finding that it failed to comply with data breach notification requirements under the GDPR. So I suppose now that we've covered fines and statutory inquiries, could you provide the listeners with a quick overview of the DPC's regulatory oversight role? Of course. Um, So another important element of the DPC's work is, uh, as you said, its supervisory oversight function. So it regularly liaises with private uh, and public bodies to identify um, data protection concerns and and ensure organisations are aware of their obligations under the GDPR. According to its 2020 report, the DPC has brought about the postponement or, or revision of three scheduled big tech projects with implications for data subject rights uh, under the GDPR. And of particular note was that as a result of the DPC's uh, intervention, uh, Facebook paused the rollout of its new dating service uh, for EU users, uh, ensuring what was uh, rolled out some months later had uh, added protections uh, for data subjects. 
In addition, the DPC has completed a regulatory sweep of some of the frequently visited websites in Ireland in order to establish the levels of compliance with e-privacy regulations. Uh, and the results of the, the sweep, which were published in April 2020, uh, actually made for a disappointing reading and showed that many of the websites assessed were not in compliance with the law. Uh, and following the, the completion of that exercise, the DPC produced specific and detailed guidance uh, of what is necessary to comply with the regulations. And interestingly, also commenced uh, enforcement action against a number of website uh, operators. Thanks, David. That's really interesting. So finally, I don't think it would be possible to discuss the DPC without touching briefly on the infamous TREMS case. Um, As I'm sure many of you will be aware, in July of 2020, the Court of Justice of the European Union ruled following a referral from the Irish High Court that the US Privacy Shield was invalid and outlined that organisations availing of standard contractual clauses must carry out an assessment prior to transferring data to third countries. The proceedings were originally initiated by the DPC in the Irish High Court in 2016 and subsequently were referred to the CJEU. Uh, That's right. Um, However, unfortunately, um, that wasn't actually the end of the matter. On foot of the judgment of the Court of Justice of the European Union, the DPC published a draft decision in respect of uh, Facebook's uh, third-party transfers, uh, warning Facebook to suspend its EU-US data flows. And Facebook's response uh, was to initiate judicial review proceedings challenging the DPC's uh, internal procedures. And in May of 2021, the High Court uh, actually dismissed Facebook's challenge and the stay on uh, the DPC's inquiry was lifted. So Facebook will still have the opportunity to respond to the DPC's draft decision, but unless it can now satisfy the DPC as to the safeguards in place for its international transfers to the US, it seems likely that Facebook will be ordered to suspend these transfers. So commentators uh, will will no doubt be eagerly awaiting uh, the DPC's uh, final decision uh, in this regard. Well, thanks very much, David, for that chat. Hopefully our listeners were given an interesting snapshot of the DPC's recent work in Ireland. And if any of our listeners have any queries arising from today's podcast or any queries regarding cyber and data protection law generally, please do not hesitate to contact David or me. You'll find our details on the DACB website. Thanks very much. Thanks, Charlotte.